0: We've got quite a few of these deep dive videos. Travis did a big one on
1: Hindenburg. What? Uh, tell us what you did there, Travis. Well, I mean, to say it's a big one's an understatement. I think it clocked in at like twenty-seven minutes or twenty-nine minutes, something crazy. So it's longer uh,
0: than like a Seinfeld episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, but no less entertaining. <laughs> I add. Welcome back to Buzzcast, guys. Quarantine edition number three. How are you guys hanging in there?
2: I am really good, really, really good. How are you, Alvin?
0: I'm over here just like checking off like buzzcast episodes that I've done in quarantine. That's how I'm like telling time. I can't believe that mean this means it's like week seven,
1: so uh you know, ready to get outside and see the world again, but also trying to be safe. It is know? interesting how like all the days just run together. It's like, yay, Friday's over. It's the weekend, and I go from my home office to my living room through the doors. That's the transition.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we have, working from home, we have still accomplished quite a bit of stuff over the past six weeks. And so on today's episode, we are going to run through all of it. You may have noticed a bunch of changes happening in your bus broad accounts over the past couple weeks as this stuff has started to roll out. Um, But we've broken today's episode into two main sections. There's all these educational material updates that we've put out over the past six weeks. And then we have app updates. I'm going to let you guys start off with the educational stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah. We, we did a bunch of stuff. Um, Travis, maybe I can run through and I will cue you up for some of these. The first one that I've been thinking of is we had this audacity video we put out beginning of the year and it's got over sixty thousand views on YouTube. So it's a full Audacity walkthrough how to use Audacity to edit a podcast. And so Travis is taking this to the next level. Travis, what are you doing with the Audacity
1: video series? So rather than create like one master video, which certainly has its place, um, we did that with another software that we're going to be talking about here in a couple of minutes. Um but quite often what we found is people are looking for very specific th- questions it's like how do i do this in audacity like how do i uh remove background noise how do i add compression how do i fade audio tracks and so what we did is we broke that out and so each of those questions are now their own standalone video so in like a few minutes walk through the whole process of like for instance how to apply compression well to your audio track and then you're out you're done and it walks you through step by step So it really is a tutorial to, you know, help you with, if you have a very specific question about audacity, then you have a very easy answer that you can quickly apply to your own podcast.
0: Yeah, very cool. And it's all new content. You reshot it all. You're working on some new editing stuff. And I think it was one of the best
1: videos you've ever made. Oh, thank you so
2: much, Alvin. (laughs) Yeah, I I love these things because I work in, you know, more on the graphic side than on the audio side. But all the time, I'm like, how do I do this in Photoshop or how do I do this in Illustrator? And I really just want that quick hit video and that specific thing. I've got a pretty good general knowledge. And I think that's what these videos are doing. If you have a pretty good general knowledge of Audacity right now, you can make your way around. But you're wondering... Oh, you know, I hear people talk about compression a lot, but I don't ever do that. Hey, here's a two minute video specifically just about that one thing and seeing if it can help the audio quality of your podcast. So the first one's out, Travis.
0: What's the release schedule looking like for the rest of those?
1: So right now we are on a a rhythm of two videos every single week on our YouTube channel. The first one is uh, currently five minute Mondays, it's about to change into something else. And then every Thursday we're releasing either an Audacity tutorial or A different video. Um, So essentially, every single week, we'll be releasing some kind of software tutorial.
0: Okay, sounds good. And then you just teased it. So I'm going to jump ahead to this one. I had it a little bit later in my notes. But what is uh, happening with
1: 5-Minute Mondays? So 5-Minute Mondays is changing. It's no longer going to be called 5-Minute Mondays. Instead, it's going to be called podcasting Q&A. And this has actually been Quite a while in the making. We've been kicking around the idea of rebranding Five Minute Mondays for several months, even going back to like last fall 2019. Uh, Simply because when we started Five Minute Mondays, it was a part of kind of a larger, more ambitious idea, which is that let's launch one single podcast that houses all of these shows um, to see if we can get people to just subscribe to that one feed and then they get all this content. We split Five Minute Mondays off into its own separate podcast feed. But then if you don't know what 5-Minute Mondays is about, there's nothing about the title or the name that would clue you in that it's for podcasters, right? So we've wanted to change the name for some time. And whenever you start thinking through changing the name, now all these other options open up. Like you can change how you structure and format the episodes. You can change how long your episodes are. You can change you know, how engaging they are with your listeners. So specifically, we're taking audio recordings from our listeners and using those questions to form the backbone and the structure for these episodes moving forward. So I think it's really gonna be a
2: huge,
1: like light years improvement on what 5-Minute Mondays has been. Um, So I'm super excited about that. And the first episode drops on May
2: 4th. Let me say the biggest thing for our listeners is that a big component of what Travis just talked about is that we really wanted to feature um, our our listeners in those episodes. And so Travis and Jonathan and and the people working on this rebrand, and new vision for this podcast, um, we're trying to figure out the best way to, to incorporate the, the listeners of the of like this show and podcasting Q&A. And so like on the YouTube version, we're featuring your artwork and your audio if you record your audio. Um, if you're listening to just the podcast version, it will be your voice. We'll be plugging your show. We'll be putting links to your show in the show notes. So it's not just an opportunity for you. Uh, It is a great opportunity for you to get your questions answered, but it's also a great opportunity for you to feature your show and get it out to more people. So if you've got a question about podcasting that you would like answered,
0: uh, we'll leave a link in the show notes to the SpeakPipe page where you can record an audio question. And if it's a good one, which it probably will be, we will incorporate it into uh, a future episode of podcasting Q&A.
2: Yeah, I will say this. I've seen a lot of the questions that have come in already. And so if you're going to ask questions like how do I grow my audience, like those have been covered. Um, If you really want to get your best chance of like getting featured in an upcoming episode, try to think of something a little bit more nuanced, a little bit more unique. Um, The top 10 or 15 most common questions, like they've already been asked like three or four times each. So Uh, we want everyone to, we want to build up our queue of great questions, but the more kind of unique question that you can kind of think of more nuanced, the better chance that we'll be able to feature it in an upcoming episode. Yep.
1: And one last thing before we move on, if you are thinking about doing a rebrand, if you're wondering, how would you even go about doing that? We've been, we have done three behind the scenes episodes, walking through the whole process of why we're doing the rebrand for five minute Mondays, how we're doing it, how we source the artwork, how we put the music tracks together, like all of that. So if you go to our YouTube channel or to 5-Minute Mondays, the podcast, then you can listen to those episodes and get caught up to speed. And then if that's something you're thinking about, you can replicate it for your podcast.
0: Yeah. The The final thing we've missed so far, actually, with the uh, rebrand is, Travis, you're not going to be the only person on this podcast anymore. Do you want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, as much as I'm sure everyone loves hearing me talk, I am excited about <laughs> hearing other people talk um and so yeah so we have two fantastic podcasters sarah and Jalan. they're going to be helping me with these episodes we've already recorded two months of episodes um and are in the final stages of editing editing and scheduling those uh and i just cannot wait to share these episodes with you guys because so they really are phenomenal i think everybody's really going to love sarah and Jalan and just the wisdom and the knowledge they bring to podcasting
0: very cool um, the next video we had was, uh, I'm sure many of you know, the uh, ATR2100 you have in your house is now a collector's item because Audio-Technica has retired the ATR2100.
1: May it and rest replaced in
0: peace. It, <laughs> it was I mean, the number one mic that we recommended for, I don't know, the last five or six years. And uh, it's now been replaced by a more expensive version uh, that is the ATR2100X. So that's a very Apple-esque thing to do. And uh, so Kevin and I, uh, we practice social distancing and we're wearing masks and filmed a video uh, talking about the best microphones under $100. Kevin, uh, this is your first time being, I think, on the camera side filming. Do You want to tell yeah. us a little bit about this video? And- yeah,
2: I live a little closer to the office, so I got recruited to go be the cameraman and meet Alvin over there. So I'm wearing a mask, standing behind a camera, and we put, you know, I don't know, 20 microphones on the table. And Alvin started talking through which videos, like which microphones are best. And as he's eliminating them, he starts tossing them off screen. And so I'm trying to catch all these really expensive microphones (laughs) while wearing a mask while behind the camera. And it turned out to be a pretty funny video. So we're editing that down and that should hit YouTube in the next couple. Well, that doesn't hit till May, right? Yeah. It'll come out in about a month. Yeah. There was a really funny video
1: is coming.
0: Two, two moments that I would love to highlight. One, Uh, We did, I don't know, an hour and a half of filming and then realized we didn't uh, record the audio. So if you've ever done that with your podcast, uh, everyone does that and makes those mistakes and we are definitely in the club. And then there was another one where I'm trying to throw these mics off and I threw one right into our light and it like bounced off of the light and Kevin caught it like this incredible acrobatic catch. So... I don't know if that'll make it into the final video, but there may be one moment where my face just like lights up in horror and then Kevin saves it.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean the lesson there is that you don't have to be perfect, right? Like uh, we shot the video over to our video guy and he's like, Oh, it's all overexposed. We're like, well, you know what? We're doing the best we can (laughs) (laughs) and we can't get within six feet of each other. We're sweating because we have all the ACs turned off. I'm wearing a mask. Alvin's throwing microphones into a light, but, you'll get to see the results of that ridiculous effort in the next couple of weeks.
0: All right, so we got a bunch more videos. We'll try to run through some of these. Um, One question we get all the time and it's really hard to understand is, why do I need a podcast host? What does the host do? But don't I just upload my podcast to Apple Podcasts? You know, how does Spotify work? Why are my episodes not showing up in Apple Podcasts right away? Just kind of all the technical backbone questions. What's an RSS feed? And so, uh, this one we filmed a little while back, it's going to be released, I think next Thursday, but it's Mm -hmm. me going through the entire process of what is a podcast host? What do they do for you? What, uh, how does it all work together technically? And I'm really excited about that video. It's, um, got me with a bunch of like finger puppets that I made or something like on popsicle sticks trying to explain like, here's the audio file going from the RSS feed to the computer. (laughs) So I think that'll be fun. Um, we've got quite a few of these deep dive videos. Uh, Travis did a big one on Hindenburg. What? Uh, tell us what you did there,
1: Travis. Well, I mean, to say it's a big one is an understatement. I think it clocked in at like 27 minutes or 29 minutes, something crazy. So it's longer uh,
0: than like a Seinfeld
1: episode. Yeah, yeah. But no less entertaining, I add. <laughs> um yeah, well, so Hindenburg, we we talked about it, uh, I think quite extensively in the last episode of Buzzcast. We think it's the best audio editing software for podcasters that no one knows about. It really is very intuitive. It's very easy to use. Has some pro level features um, that are difficult to replicate in free software like GarageBand or Audacity. But it's not so overly complex that you have to be a you know a music or an audio engineer in order to use it effectively. Um, and so I just broke down every single piece of how do you connect your microphone in hindenburg how do you record your audio what do all the buttons mean how do you edit things how do you shape the volume how do you apply effects how do you export how do you upload so every literally every single step of the process of creating an episode in hindenburg we cover in that video so you could start your 90 day free trial of hindenburg if you go to your buzzsprout dashboard and go into the resources section we have a coupon code there for you you can start a 90-day free trial of Hindenburg Journalist Pro. Sit down with your window open, YouTube open, watch the video, do what I do in the video on your screen, and in like an hour, you'll be basically a Hindenburg expert.
0: And then the last thing we did was we did a really big write-up on GoodPods. Um, GoodPods is a new social podcasting app so that you can actually listen to podcasts. But then it has this feed where you can see what your friends are listening to and also recommend podcast episodes. And then the thing that we really liked about it was it allows podcasters themselves to claim their show and interact with their fans. So we did the write-up and we've actually got the founder, JJ, on the podcast. So JJ, thank you for being here and thanks for uh, coming on the show.
3: (laughs) Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you about this.
0: Yeah, so we've actually run into you a handful of times at Podcast Movement, you and uh, your brother Ken, um, two of the kindest people we've met, and Aww. we were very excited when you launched Good Pods, and so the whole team like jumped in and we all started downloading it. Um, so yeah, it wasn't some connections we were able to work, it was just uh, making friends at Podcast Movement.
3: Oh, thank you. We feel the same about you guys.
0: So do you want to tell us, um, we can, you know, I could talk a little bit about our experience with Pods too, but do you want to just tell us a little bit about what Good Pods is and the problem you're trying to solve?
3: Yeah. I mean, the problem we're trying to solve is very simple. It's for podcasters. How do you grow your audience? And for listeners, how do you find new podcasts? And I got it from both sides of the table. So I used to have a podcast. I was an anchor for NBC News for 13 years, and I had a podcast. And even with my loyal, you know, more than a decade long audience on TV, when I launched my podcast, I found that, that mentioning it on TV didn't actually grow my audience. And so even that whole machine behind me, it was really word of mouth that got the word out. And I just thought, for all, all these independent podcasters without big marketing budgets, how in the world does your content get out there? Right. And as listeners, how in the world do you find something that isn't one of the top 10 podcasts? So um, Good Pods is just a, a an app where you follow your friends and influencers and podcasters and you see what they're listening to by episode.
0: We actually, I did a talk at PodFest and one of my questions was, I said, who here has pulled out somebody else's phone and subscribed to your podcast for them? And it was like th- two thirds of the room raised their hand. And they're like, yeah, I've done that. And I was like, see, that's the levels that we go through to get a new listener. Um, like, you're, I mean, I totally understand what you're saying. It, even with a loyal audience, it can be hard to translate those into real podcast listeners.
3: Well, I think what happens is you're like at a dinner party and saying, hey, what podcast are you listening to? Or you put it on Twitter or Facebook and people give you suggestions. But when it's finally time to listen, then you forget about them. And so for Good Pods, you just, I mean, picture Instagram or Twitter, right? That's what it looks like. You just go on there, you see your feed, and you're like, oh, Alvin just listened to this cool thing. Kevin just listened to this cool thing. Let me try that out. And And it's neat because on Good Pods, we are watching podcasts get passed from friend to friend to friend to friend. Podcasts that for sure those friends had never heard about before.
0: That's really cool. So for anyone listening, Good Pods has got, the ability for you to listen to all the podcasts, so it's just like a normal podcast app, but it's also got a feed in there. So I can see like Kevin just listened to an episode and he liked it. You can even have comments on there um, so that we, as the people putting out buzzcasts, for instance, could go on and see the comments that people are leaving and actually respond and kind of have some of that community engagement. And so you're actually saying you've seen people, one person listens to it, and now a friend and then a friend of a friend actually end up listening to the podcast?
3: Yeah, I'll give you an example. There's a podcast called The Art of Exit, and there's one episode about a million dollar or a hundred million dollar art heist. And this was very early on um, when we launched the the app. I followed everyone on the app at the time, and I watched um, this woman, Kippy, listen to it. And then I saw her friend, Spencer, listen to it. And then I saw his friend, Travis, listen to it. And they had never, these people hadn't ever heard of the art of the exit before. And it went on and on and on and on. So it just sort of made its way through the community. And one thing we also did, and this came from feedback from podcasters early on, is if you are a listener and you don't make your listen private, which you always can do, you don't, then the podcasters can see who's listening And as you said, then engage with them through comments or discussions.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of times people, um, podcasters will talk about, you know, I don't really know if anyone's listening. I see this number and maybe there's 120 people that listen to my podcast, but I see that number, but it doesn't feel like real people. And you juxtapose that with if I was getting up in front of 120 people every week and giving a talk, I would have dozens of conversations every week with real people. And I'd feel a lot of feedback about what I was doing. Podcasters, unfortunately, don't get that except for five-star reviews on iTunes or something.
3: We also thought like you can move it over to another social media platform, which some people do, but it gets lost in all of the other chatter on those platforms and you can't play it right there, right? So here you're just, you're, You're interacting with people, you're following people, et cetera, all around podcasts. And that was our thought is we just need a kind of one-stop shop, like Goodreads is for books, right? We need a one-stop shop for podcast interaction and playing and listening to.
0: Yeah, I think Goodreads is a perfect example. Um, I mean, I've probably used Goodreads now for over 10 years and they, they haven't updated the UI, but it's still super valuable because I go in there and I'm looking at a new book and then I see my dad rated it three years ago and my friends from college rated it six years ago and somebody else is currently reading it. So I can kind of see it and go, oh, this has actually had some traction. Some people in my friend's group enjoy it. I'll probably enjoy it. And so it's a really nice thing. If you're able to do that in podcasting, that would be incredible.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly what we're doing. and And we've had this idea of... We want a combination on here, you know, like you would get on Instagram or Twitter, like we will create our own influencers. I am a 1000% sure there is a podcast listener somewhere in this country who knows the episodes for 10 year old kids, right? (laughs) And I cannot wait to follow that person and have my kids follow that person. And so we've got some big influencers on board because we want to bring their audiences. So we have Kim Kardashian to Dan Harris from 10% Happier oh, we have, nice. and ABC News. Yeah, no, he's he's fantastic and I love his podcast. Um, we have uh, Michael Rapaport, the actor, Alison Camerata from CNN. Um, I'm sort of blanking on all the people right now, but like, you know, over getting more and more influencers every day.
0: Ken told me that uh, Malcolm Gladwell had signed up. Is that true?
3: Indeed. He, he does have a profile on good pods now so that you can follow him too.
0: So if I actually go on there and I'm like looking at one of his recent episodes and I actually, mm-hmm. is there like, is Malcolm Gladwell going to talk to you? Cause th- it doesn't feel like there's tons of people on good pods. Now it's not like millions and millions. Like, is there a chance that I'm actually going to get to interact with some of my favorite podcasters? <laughs>
3: Is, you know, I it's like Twitter and Instagram. So, what I say to you, Albert, is go give it a shot. Go listen to his <laughs> okay. podcast, write an awesome comment on it, and then let's see if he writes you back. Look, it's not, it, it's, it's, I think you're right. We're at the beginning stages of this, and so it's not out of the question. That someone would write back, right? Go write to Kim Kardashian. She listens to a lot of, by the way, super interesting c- criminal justice podcasts.
0: I'm just going to go through the entire list of all the celebrities you just named and like go listen to a couple episodes and comment and see if I can start building <laughs> some uh, some influence on the app. One thing that we did get feedback when we sent out the piece was there's some of the Android people are getting stressed. Um, they, the exact words were, we don't like being a second class citizen. They didn't, they were like, Oh, are we going to get our own app? So what are the plans for Android and for people outside of, I think there's only a few countries out right now, right?
3: Um, Yeah. Our, our Android, um, I'll tell you the plan. We're beta testing it right now. So all you Android people, we are making sure you're not getting an app with tons of bugs in it, (laughs) but it will be out soon. And yeah, soon after we launch Android, we'll launch it in other countries as well.
0: Okay, great. Um, Anything else that people should be thinking about when they sign up for Good Pods? Like, are there ways to make it work better for you? Um, Because one of the things I always preach is, as far as marketing your show or interacting with people, you kind of have, you want to have like only a few places that you're really engaging with rather than 40 places that you kind of check every once in a while. So better than having a LinkedIn, a Facebook, a Twitter a good pods community, maybe picking one or two. What things can people do to make good pods kind of their home base and make it actually really successful for them?
3: Yes, yeah, so I think the thing about good pods is it is like any social media, which is that you have to build your following on it. But where it is with with good pods is it becomes exponential for listens. So picture, I have a podcast and I have um, gotten you, Albin, you're one of my listeners on it, right? And you have gotten your friend Travis and Kevin to follow you. So even though in this particular case, my following is just one person, you, I've actually just gotten to three people just by having you listen to my show. And so you do have to do some work to get people on good pods, to get your listeners on good pods. But once you have that, their friends will see that they've listened. And the reason I think it is beneficial to do it on Good Pods versus other social media, and of course it can be a combination, but is that, as I said earlier on, when you get something suggested to you on Twitter or on Facebook, it's great. But by the time you're ready to listen, You've likely forgotten about it and you can't go scroll through that feed. Whereas on Good Pods, it is a place just about podcasting. So I'm about to go for a run or hop into my car and I'm like, okay, let me just, let me find cool to listen to. Oh, good. Alvin listened to this. Let me give that a shot.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. Well, the app has been a lot of fun for us. Um, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast and kind of telling us a little bit about it. We're excited to see uh, what you and your team are able to do with good pods and it would be phenomenal if we could solve this podcast discovery issue once and for all and make a good way for indie podcasters, small creators to actually get their um, message out to the world. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast, JJ.
3: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Can I, can I just add one last thing? We are in early stages of this, and we are out there to help all these indie podcasts, as you said, surface their content. If you are out there and you try it, you have any ideas, email us, jj at goodpods.com.
2: Let me ask one quick question before we let you go, JJ. How do sure. podcasters make sure that their podcast is in Good Pods?
3: Uh, we have a feed that we get, which their podcast should be in Good Pods. If they go on there and they don't see it, they should email me, jj at Good Pods.
2: Okay. Dot but com. safe to assume that if they have listed their podcast in Apple podcast directory that you guys have pulled from there and they should be able to find themselves. Exactly. Okay. You got it. Fantastic. So make sure you're an Apple Podcasts, And if you are, you should be in good pods. Go claim your podcast and start interacting with your listeners, right?
3: You got it. And follow you guys. Follow the Buzzprat team. <laughs>
2: We're right, going to be girl. the new influencers of good pods. <laughs> <laughs> Travis and Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't complain. All right. So we did a ton of new educational materials over the past six weeks, but we've also done a lot of up, uh, updates to the application itself. So Buzzsprout has been changing for the better. And so let's run through some of those. I've got a pretty long list here. So I'll, I'll move pretty quick towards the beginning and we'll slow down towards the end as we dig in a little bit deeper. Um, first thing was we gave you a much easier way to um, retry your credit card. So if there's a problem with your credit card, if you had to, if you lost it and had to report it as lost or if it expired or something like that, um, you typically had to go back in and um, had to like re-enter all of the information before you could retry it if your account was suspended. And when your account's suspended, all you want to do is get your account going again as fast as possible. So if it was like temporarily turned off or if you got a new card but the number didn't change, now you can just hit one button and we'll retry the card on file. So that's been nice for people who get their account suspended. They're right back up and running in little to no time. Um, and then this one, I put it towards the top of the list because we haven't rolled it out yet, but there are new subscribe buttons that are coming in the Buzzsprout public website. And so that should be out. We're hearing this on Friday. If it's not out on Friday, it'll be out on Monday. But we've added, um, when you when you go to your Buzzsprout webpage, on the front page, there's some really big subscribe buttons like Apple Podcasts gets prominence, sometimes Spotify or Google Podcasts. But the rest of the apps, you have to hit more before you can see all the rest of them. We're trying to figure out a way to promote more third-party apps. And so the first place we're doing that is when you click into an episode, we've created all these little icons for all the different popular apps that people use the most often. This was an idea that Travis brought to the table. So tell me why you're excited about this, Travis. Oh, I am. You don't even know. I am super excited
1: about this. Uh, (laughs) Like this was the one feature that when we completely redesigned the podcast websites that you get when you sign up for a Buzzsprout account like a year and a half ago, I was like, man, it was like so close to perfection for me, but now it really is. Because typically, when you share your podcast, whether you have an email list, you have a newsletter that goes out, or you're sharing about new episodes on your social media platforms, you're usually linking to the episode itself. Like, you don't want to send people to your podcast page because then they have to figure out, okay, what episode were they talking about? How do I listen? you want to send them to the episode page where it's literally the title of the episode and then this big player with a play button on it. So when you send people there before, it was kind of difficult to figure out, okay, well, how do I subscribe to the podcast in the app that I typically use on my phone? There was a subscribe button, but it wasn't always super clear what that meant. So now we're going to have icons that reflect the apps that people can subscribe to. And so once your podcast gets listed in these apps and we have that link in your uh, Buzzsprout account, then those buttons will send people directly to your podcast in each of those apps, just making it super easy for people to take that next step of actually subscribing to your podcast so they'll start getting your episodes automatically.
2: So that's a great update. Like I said, if not later today, then uh, early next week, you should see that on all your Buzzsprout web pages for your podcasts. Uh, The next thing we did was we went through and we did um, Facebook and Twitter and some of these social sites have these little images that they grab whenever you share a page. So let's say you're on the Buzzsprout blog and you see a great article and you want to share it with all your podcasting friends. You might tweet that to them or throw it in Facebook posts to them. And the images were always just like this same image every time, kind of like this Buzzsprout like header graphic thing, um, so Albin and his team went through and they made all the images kind of match up better to the content. So now, when you're sharing something, some helpful educational material that you're sharing with your friends, um, the graphic actually aligns more with what you're sharing. Like you're not just saying, "Oh, here's a link to my podcast host." No, here's a link to this thing that we were talking about. It makes it more relevant. So the next thing is little. You probably you know no one has necessarily seen anything, but hopefully you've experienced faster upload speeds to BuzzSprout. So that was something that we worked on a lot over the past six weeks. We enabled some new technology on the back end to make uploads faster, to make them more bulletproof. If your internet connection, you know, has a very momentary drop, uh, you shouldn't lose your entire upload. And that's something that we we're always doing, but we were really intentional about focusing on that over the past six weeks and really happy with that. A lot of people are saying that their uploads are are going faster than ever and are more robust than ever. Um we had, oh, a fixed Twitter embed player. So if you share your episodes out on Twitter, you might have noticed that there, every once in a while, there was a little visual discrepancy that would happen with the player. It, was, it wasn't always, but in a lot of cases, we weren't exactly, it wasn't perfect. And so we spent some time going back and making sure that no matter how you share your episodes now on Twitter, they look beautiful. And that also plays into Medium. Like if you write any content on Medium and you want to embed a Buzzsprout player Or if you use Medium as like your blogging site and you want to put Buzzsprout players in there, then all those enhancements that we did to fix Twitter also applied to Medium since they embed the same way. And so now Buzzsprout players look beautiful in Twitter. Well, they've always looked beautiful, but now they look perfectly beautiful in Twitter (laughs) and Medium as well. Um, We did a project which we called More on Mobile, which is if you hit Buzzsprout and logged into your account on your mobile device you might have noticed that you couldn't access every single screen that you could access on a laptop or a desktop computer. And so we brought more, many more of those screens over to mobile views where they're optimized for mobile and friendly. Um, some of those things were uh, like billing and payment screens, maybe some deep dives into more of the stats, episode level stats and stuff like that. Or even editing some of your episode settings. So like certain fields right. you yeah. weren't able to edit on your phone that you could edit on a computer. Yeah. If you wanted to make a quick change to your podcast description or something, you can now do that on your phone. You couldn't before. So Mm -hmm. that's a super convenient update. The next one we called, I just want to listen. So oftentimes (laughs) podcasters will share out a link to their podcast, but they'll share it when they're logged into their Buzzsprout account. So that is actually a private link to like the admin side of your podcast. And what you want to share is the public side. And so it wasn't uncommon, simple, easy mistake to make and was happening a lot. We were seeing a lot on Twitter and Facebook. And so we did a couple things to combat that. The first thing we did was, we talked about earlier, Alvin and his team created these images. So now if you share a link to a private page, the image that show up will actually be like a log into your account image. So you know right away, I mean, something's not right. Um, and then the other thing we did is that if anybody follows that link, but they are not logged in, there's a message at the top that says, Hey, are you actually just trying to listen to this podcast episode? And we give them a link to click so that they can listen to it. So even if you make a mistake now, they can still find your episode. And if you make a mistake, we show you pretty clearly that you just made a mistake. So hopefully that helps everybody out. Again, as we talked about earlier, we're all prone to mistakes as Albin and I recorded an hour and a half video with no audio. <laughs> so we all do it. No egos here. Um, the next two, let's talk about a little bit more in depth because these are these were big we do a lot of small projects every six weeks, but we also take on some big projects and the next two were some of the bigger ones that we took on. Um, So the first thing we took on was adding more directories to Buzzsprout. Mm -hmm. So for, uh, you know, forever you've been able to submit to Apple and Spotify and Google podcasts and all the major directories. And then a lot of the smaller players will pull from those directories. And so by getting in some of the big ones, you automatically get into the smaller ones. Uh, But we all know that that's not a perfect process because Um, those sites can go up and down. They don't refresh necessarily as often as we'd like them to as podcasters. So sometimes you publish a new episode and it doesn't show an apple for a day or two and it's like, you know, come on. Um, well the people who do this better are some of the smaller podcast apps like, um, pocket casts and, you know, pod chasers like a website that populates and stuff. And so if we, as they start allowing us to submit directly to them, then we don't necessarily have to rely on going through an Apple, right? So if Apple doesn't update, we can still push updates straight to Pocket Cast and straight to Podchaser. And so that was a big project that we took on. So if you go into your Buzzsprout account and click on the directories tab, you'll see there are a lot more directories now that you can submit directly to. And they can now pull directly from us for updates. So everything on those third-party apps is faster, both on the submission side and on the refreshing side. That was a really big update.
0: So the four added are Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Deezer and Listen Notes. And the one that I mean I obviously really like Podchaser, uh but I also one I really love is Listen Notes because it's like a search engine for podcasts and they've got just tons of like very cool features. So if you're ever trying to find a good podcast specifically on something you're looking for, you're like, "Oh, I want to learn more about Benjamin Franklin" and see if there's any podcast episodes about Benjamin Franklin's life. You go and you search on Listen Notes and it will find all of these great episodes for you. So it's very, very good at surfacing individual episodes for you to listen to. So I definitely, I love that we're hooked up with them now and I love that um, we'll just make it easier for our podcasters to be discovered in
1: Listen Notes. And just to clarify, those are four that you could submit to by clicking a button. So like you don't even have to fill out information. We just send right. your information from your podcast settings to these apps and it's an automatic process.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of magic happening on the back end to make that so simple. But it's fantastic. Cause if you want to get in, what'd you say, Deezer now, Alvin, That was mm-hmm. the first example. So if you want to get in Deezer. If you're not already there, or even if you are, it's not going to break anything, but go ahead and click on directories, click on Deezer, click the button. We'll check and see if you're already there. If, we, if you are there, we'll just link it up. And if you're not there, you'll be there within the next you know hour or two, as soon as they refresh their database. Yeah, I noticed
0: as soon as we rolled it out, I started seeing people in the Facebook group that were like, oh my gosh, there's like four more apps down here at the bottom on this page. And then they would like update again, like 10 minutes later with all four green boxes like checked off. They're like, I just got into four more apps. Yep. So anytime that anyone allows, you know, any of the directories make it easy for us to do that, where it's just one click submission, man, that makes it a very easy decision for us to add it because then it is so easy for podcasters. It's kind of a bummer when you're like, Hey, get listed in this app. It's a great thing to do. And it's going to take you 38 steps to get in there. Yeah. It doesn't seem that great. But when you're like, Oh, Deezer. uh, Yeah, I might connect with some more people. Click get listed done. You're like, oh, that's definitely worth it. Right.
2: Yeah. For anyone listening, who's gone through the Pandora submission process, it's a long form and then they ask for up to six weeks to review your submission. And so these are not like that. Pandora is still worth doing, but it's a bummer that it has to take that long on both sides, on the application side and then them reviewing you. Um, These are so great when you can click a button, you can be in there.
1: Yeah, well, and part of this project too was adding buttons with instructions for Pandora and iHeartRadio, which weren't in there before. So we we already had like blog posts explaining how to get into those different directories, but we we now brought that into that same directories page in your podcast settings. So you'll be able to quickly see like out of all the options that you have access to, which ones your podcasts are listed in. And I think too, like in addition to just having the ease of clicking a button and getting submitted. Like a lot of these smaller podcast apps, while they're not big now, there is an incredible opportunity to kind of get that first mover advantage, Mm -hmm. right? If you're part of the first group of podcasts that gets into Deezer or Listen Notes, um, then now you get to ride this wave of new people starting to use that app and there's fewer podcasts that you're competing against. So when you're an Apple podcast and there's over a million podcasts listed in there, and someone goes to your category, well, you're competing with literally every other podcast on the planet. But if you're in Deezer, and you're listed in your category, the number of podcasts that you compete against are much lower. And so those could be a great opportunity as an independent podcaster to try and grow your audience organically without having to really do a lot of legwork. All right, so
0: Kevin just said that it's like magic to get submitted to some of these directories. But Kevin, there's some I think you've got magic on the mind right now because we've got another big uh project to talk about.
2: That's right. We called it magic mastering. And it's a big update. We we just made it really visible to everybody in their accounts um yesterday. So that was Wednesday, and you're listening on Friday. So as of Wednesday, when you click on upload a new episode, there's a new box that shows up under your, where you would drag or select your, your episode to upload. And it says magic mastering pro mastering, no pro required. Uh, the simple way that we like to talk about, talk about this feature is we say it's like an Instagram filter for your audio. And so. There are other services that do things similar, but if you've ever taken your podcast audio file and run it through a service that kind of you know makes it sound better, does adaptive leveling and stuff like that, this is kind of what it does. It's our own flavor and version of that, and it's all integrated. And so all of that technology together, the fact that you just upload to Buzzsprout, we make it sound beautiful, and then publish it for you on your schedule uh, is what we're calling magic mastering. It is amazing it's magical.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So for the, the least technical of the three of us, can you guys explain to me what is mastering and how is that different than editing
1: or mixing? So when you're editing a podcast episode, that's like you have all your audio files, all your audio clips laid out on a table and you're cutting them with scissors and like putting, piecing them together to make like one long piece of paper, right? So that's, putting your episode together that would be editing your episode mixing your episode is now when you start adjusting volume levels between different tracks let's say you want the music to be a little bit softer than the vocal audio one person is speaking louder than another person so you want to change that mix you're essentially okay let's bring all these things together to be cohesive um, so it's not like all over the place so you're getting it more and more refined mastering is the last step of the process so that's where you're really polishing the episode to say, okay, now I want to apply some EQ settings. Now I want to apply compression to my vocal audio so it sounds less harsh and more warm and round. Um, I want to get rid of this background noise, this hum from the AC unit in the background of this specific person's audio file. So that's where mastering comes into play. And that's really what separates the average podcast from some of these really well-produced podcasts. So like if you ever listen to a podcast from Gimlet or Wondery or Radiotopia, you're like, man, how do they make it sound so amazing? That's the mastering process. That's what mastering does is it elevates your podcast audio quality to really sound like it's professionally produced.
2: Right. And so that's why we use the analogy that it's like an Instagram filter. So you might just be out in a field taking pictures and then you go into Instagram and you like put all these soft haze filters or something that you apply to your photograph and all of a sudden it looks like a professional photograph. Well, that's what we're trying to do with your audio file. And so as Travis said, you still edit, you still mix, you get it, you know, as good as you can, uh, being a non audio engineer, and then you upload it to Buzzsprout with magic mastering enabled. And what magic mastering is going to try to do is take it over the top. It's going to try to apply that Instagram filter and make it sound professional, even though we all don't necessarily have those audio engineering skills to be, you know, audio mastering people. This does it for you. And so, in the majority of cases, it really does feel magical. Like it's it's pretty amazing how um, even though something that you might have had sounded pretty good to you before you uploaded it, now all of a sudden sounds so much better. Or in some other cases where you're like, I'm just really not happy. I don't know how to make it sound good. You don't really love what you're uploading, and then it can take that and make it sound significantly better. And so we've had um, we've rolled this out, teased it into the Facebook community group early last week, and we are just getting tons and tons of people who are commenting and saying, oh my gosh, this sounds so amazing. I can't believe it. I love it. And so it's been fantastic. I'm really excited as more and more people enable it. And we keep getting more and more feedback. It sounds like it's a really big win. So let me go into a little bit more depth about what Magic Mastering is doing to your audio file when you upload it. And if you're not super technical and you're not really interested, you can just think of it as an Instagram filter. Totally fine. But if you are interested, listen to the next three or four minutes and and I'll tell you what's happening. So it's, it's really doing like three things with like one decision point. Okay. So the first like decision point that we have to make is, is your audio file that you're uploading? Is it a spoken word audio file or is it mostly music? And that should be pretty clear. We really don't want you to overthink this. If you have some intro or outro music in your episode, but it's mostly just you talking, then that's spoken word. But if your podcast is featuring a bunch of music, like let's say I create my own electronic music, or I work with, uh, you know, I'm I'm a band and so we record stuff and I want to distribute that through a podcast, then that's a mostly music podcast. But if you're thinking, hey, I I have some music, just choose spoken word. If you're talking for the majority of times, just choose spoken word, and then based on that decision, we get to go, we'll, We're going to do three specific things. We're going to do smart adaptive leveling. And that's if one voice is louder or softer than any other voice on the recording, we're going to make them all the same volume. We're going to do perfect loudness and true peak targeting. So when you upload your episode um, and somebody's listening through a podcast listening app, every podcast episode they listen to could be recorded at a different level uh, of loudness. Okay. So if I'm listening to uh, how I built this and then I move over to a buzzcast episode, we don't want you to have to adjust the volume as you're listening on your headphones or in your car. And so it's great that we all kind of play by the same set of rules. And so Apple has defined a set of rules that said that all podcasts should be within this range of loudness. And this is the max loudness that they could ever be. That's not something that most podcasters know about, but this takes care of all that technical stuff for you automatically. So you might upload a file and it's a little bit too soft. So we'll make it a little bit louder. Or you might upload a file that's a little bit too loud and we'll make it overall a little bit softer. So that's a difference that you might notice when you upload a file. It might sound, you know, softer or louder when you listen to the finished product. And then the last thing that we do is audio sweetening, and that's what. We just call it kind of like polishing the audio, make it sound as as good as we can. So we'll filter out any frequencies that are too high or too low that those don't match with normal human voices. We'll do less of that, of course, if it's a music podcast. And then we'll look for hisses or hums or any sort of noise that doesn't feel like it was intentional in the recording. So as Travis said earlier, maybe you had an AC humming or there might be a little power line interference that got into the recording somehow. It's hard to keep all that stuff out. Sometimes it's more noticeable than others, but technology is really good at identifying that stuff and removing it from the audio forms as it's you know running on this whole process. And so something that we haven't talked about yet, which we should, is that there is an additional charge to enable this feature. So depending upon the plan that you have in Buzzsprout, if you are on the $12 a month plan, this feature costs $6. If you're on the $18 a month plan, this feature costs $9. And if you're on the $24 a month plan, this feature costs $12. And so we had to do that um, in order to get the absolute best algorithms to, to pull this off and Make sure it never makes your audio sound worse. It always makes it sound better. We needed to license the best in the world. And so we license algorithms to be able to do this. Um, and so there's fees involved with that. And so we do have to charge uh, to turn it on. But as Travis said, gosh, we, uh, we are really confident that there's no way that you're going to be able to get access to this level of algorithms outside of Buzzsprout for less money. And it is a massive massive time saver so even if you have the expertise to be able to do it you still might find that there's value in just paying that small fee to be able to have it happen automatically like nothing changes you just upload it this magic happens in the background and my audio is mastered wonderfully before we move on from the pricing like if you want to try it
1: there's a way for you to try it for free on an episode yeah so so how would they do that kevin if someone wanted to try it to see if they want to do the upgrade how would they test it Uh, to really see how it would help their podcast episodes.
2: Sure. So I would encourage everyone to do this. The next time you go to upload an episode, you'll see that little magic mastering bar underneath the upload area. And so click on that and then click enable. Now it says, you know, by enabling this, you're going to get charged either six, nine or $12, depending on your plan. Uh, But we won't actually make that charge to your card until your cycle renews, until your next payment comes about. So it's not billing you right away. And so what you can do is you can enable it and then you can upload your episode like you normally do. And then once it's done processing, you know, five or 10 minutes, you can listen to it. And if it, I think it will be, it's wonderfully magic. It's going to sound amazing. But if it doesn't, and you're like, there wasn't enough improvement there for me to justify the additional fee, then just go ahead and delete that episode. Go back to the magic mastering screen, turn it off, and then go back to your upload screen, upload again, and you'll never get charged for it. So you can absolutely take a listen and see if it's the right thing for you. So let's run through some questions that came in through the Facebook group as people were were finding this and turning it on and they were asking questions. The, f- the first most popular one is, is why does my episode sound louder or softer? Which I already talked about a little bit because there are, there are proper loudness levels that all of our podcasts should be mastered to. And so if you're uploading something and then the result after running through Magic Mastering is that it's a lot louder, that's, that's intentional. If it's a lot softer, again, that's intentional. And that's as people move from... Different episodes of different podcasts. We want them to all be about the same loudness level. next one about choosing spoken word or music heavy, which one is right for my podcast. Again, I spoke about that at length. Most people, 95 plus percent of the podcasts that are hosted on on Buzzsprout should be spoken word. Um, They are spoken word and that's the setting that you should choose there. Can I run magic mastering on my past episodes? was a, was a popular question. No, unfortunately magic mastering is not something that you can apply to your past episodes, which is, but it's fine. It really is. Um, don't worry about that too much. The the best thing that we can do in podcasting is always look to be getting better. So turn magic mastering on, start with your next episode and then move forward from there. Again, it would, it's, it's very labor intensive to go back and, replace old episodes and it would include you like re-uploading your original masters and all that kind of stuff so we couldn't figure out a good way to apply it to old episodes but it's it's really not a problem and if somebody listens to your podcast every week and then they notice hey this week it sounds a whole lot better than last week no one's going to complain about that they're going to be super excited that your podcast now sounds even better than it did before okay how about this one so some people had 192k stereo encoding turned on and now that is gone from from the Buzzsprout UI. We've removed it. And we're always looking for opportunities like this to improve Buzzsprout. So 192K stereo, what is that? It's a very technical term. And it's not something that we really need to know a whole lot about. That is what we've replaced with this idea of, is it a spoken word podcast or is it a musical podcast? Is it a music heavy podcast? So if you used to use 192K stereo, and now that option is gone and it's replaced with Magic Mastering, you can, you'll can you know it's this, it is the exact same thing. Just know that we've, We've just changed the verbiage around it. So if you're a more technical person and you're looking for 192k stereo, that means you probably do have a music heavy podcast. And that's what that, that question is asking you. Can someone still keep the, because that
1: was a, an add-on, that was an add-on to do the 192k stereo before. Right. Can someone keep 192k stereo without magic mastering?
2: Yes, you absolutely can. The price points are the same, and you're grandfathered in. So even if you're on like a more expensive plan where you'd have to pay nine or twelve dollars for Magic Mastering, you can just have that 192k stereo encoding still for that same six dollar price. Now, if you turn on the actual Magic Mastering, like the audio process mastering feature, then your price is going to adjust. But if you just want to stick with what you have or have always had, we absolutely lock you in. We we never change prices for existing customers. We never have changed prices for existing customers on Buzzsprout. We've always grandfathered people in, and this is no exception to that rule. And so the last, oh, here's one that I didn't have written down, but it popped in my head. Um, Somebody asked, is this the same thing as applying normal, like a normalization filter in Audacity? And it is not. It's actually very different than that. So what the normalization filter in Audacity does is it takes, um, You set kind of a loudness target or a true peak target and it adjusts all your audio equally down to not exceed that target. It normalizes that target. But if you had a soft, like a portion of your podcast episode that went very quiet, it would get even quieter in most cases when you run a normalization. And so it's it's there's a time and a place to use that, but it's usually not when you're mastering a podcast episode. When you're mastering a podcast episode, what you want to do is kind of look at each section. Of audio independently. So we take that one long, you know, 30 minute file that you have and break it up into tiny little sections, lots of little 20 and 30 second segments as your tone changes and your inflection changes or the whole speaker changes. And then we're kind of like, it's almost like normalizing each one of those sections individually. And that's what we call adaptive leveling. And so that's what Magic Mastering is doing is it's doing what we call smart adaptive leveling. And it is much, much better than just applying a normalization filter to your overall audio file. And there's a reason that we haven't created like tutorial articles or YouTube videos on how to actually master an audacity. Because these are things that people go to school for like two to four years to learn to do really well. It really is an art form. And it takes a very long time to learn. Um, And we're not saying that magic mastering is as good as a professional audio master. Absolutely. I mean, but those people charge hundreds of dollars per hour for what they do. They're highly skilled. Um, But we're also not you know Joe Rogan podcasters making thousands of dollars on our podcast so we um we have to figure out a way to be able to you know get close to the same level of quality but affordably right i don't have 4 hours to go to school to learn how to do this and i and i don't have hundreds of dollars to pay somebody who knows how to do this so is there something in between and this is like value for your investment a huge, huge win. I mean, technology is absolutely amazing and what it can do now. And we're really excited to be able to offer it to every Buzzsprout customer for as little as $6 a month. It's kind of mind-blowing. So uh, that covers a ton of questions that came in. I think we covered the feature in depth. We'll be talking more about it. This is a really huge win, I think, not just for us at Buzzsprout, but for everybody who's on the podcasting, the Buzzsprout podcasting platform. We hope it makes your audio sound better. We We hope that it helps you grow your audience. We hope that it makes podcasting more fun and enjoyable for everybody who's doing it. And we want you to focus on the most fun part, which is getting behind your microphone and recording amazing content and not worrying about all the technical details that goes into getting it distributed to the world and sounding professional. That's what we're trying to do for you. That's what you pay us for. And so hopefully this is a step in that right direction. Hopefully you're excited about it. And I can't wait to hear all the great audio files that come out. So if you run a a file through Magic Mastering and you love the output, please jump in our Facebook group and share that with us. Find us on Twitter. Even send a support email and just say, hey, I love it. It's working great for me and I want to share that. That stuff keeps us going and it means a lot more to us than you probably think it does. We really love it.
1: Well, that about covers us for this week's episode of Buzzcast. Make sure to jump into your Buzzsprout dashboard to see all the new changes that we talked about, the new directories, Uh, the new upload process, enabling magic mastering, testing that out. And then if you're not yet a part of our Facebook group, make sure that you join that because like Kevin mentioned, they got first dibs to know that this was even enabled inside of Buzzsprout. So if you always want to be in the know about new features as they're coming out, new pieces of content that we're producing, then make sure that you join that Facebook group. And if you are enjoying this podcast and you enjoy these episodes, Hop over to Podchaser and leave us a review. We read all those reviews. We respond to all of our reviews. um, And we really just love to hear from you guys what you love about this podcast. But uh, that wraps it up for today and we'll catch you in the next one.